Welcome to the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations podcast, Leaders Need Async, Why and How. I'm Deborah Hutchison, a doctoral student at North Central University, and today I am joined by Tammy Bieland. Tammy is the founder and CEO of Workplaceless, and today our discussion will focus on how to address and incorporate best async communication practices amongst today's virtual work environments. So I would like to extend a warm welcome to you today, Tammy. Thanks so much for joining me and taking the time to come and chat with us today. Feel free to tell us a little bit more about yourself before we get started. Thanks so much for having me, Deborah. I'm very excited to be here. I am Tammy Bieland. I'm the founder and CEO of Workplaceless. Workplaceless is a training company that specializes in remote work and leadership skills. And we work with organizations that want to improve the effectiveness of their virtual teams. Okay, so Tammy, we know that virtual operations have been in in practice for several decades. But it wasn't until the epidemic about a year and a half ago that many organizations started to take notice of this paradigm shift in virtual teams. Previous episodes of this podcast discuss multiple approaches within virtual work settings and address topics that leaders should consider when making a full or hybrid virtual office transition. For example, more companies and workers are becoming accustomed to Zoom conferencing and so on. But there's still a lot left unanswered regarding async communications. And in that sense, this discussion is quite timely, so your insights will be very helpful. So Tammy, with meeting overload, multiple time zone workforces, frequent location shifting, and increased schedule flexibility, what tips do you have to offer our audience that will help them to maintain a fine balance when using async communication? Yeah, so I think it's helpful to first start with explaining why I talk about a balance of async and sync communication. So uh, synchronous communication is any communication that happens in real time. So Deborah, your and mine conversation right now, this is a synchronous conversation. Asynchronous is anything or a message that gets communicated and there's a delay in the response. So for instance, when your listeners listen to this podcast, I would call that async, right? Because they uh, there's a delay in our transmission of the message and then in the receiving of that message and also in any responses. Um, and what is helpful to understand is that You know, we as a society and in work, we have been using both synchronous and asynchronous communication since forever, since the written word was invented. Um, And what is interesting now is that with technology enabling synchronous communication and synchronous adjacent communication in ways that we've never seen before. The the prevalence of video conferencing um, and other advancements in technology that make it really seem as if we can all communicate at the same time as everyone else. Because technology has advanced so quickly and it is now so accessible, we are overburdened by that constant need to be on all the time and to be having those synchronous conversations when in reality, especially given this time of you know a lot of distractions, it really is necessary for 
individual contributors and leaders to evaluate how much time they're actually spending in synchronous communication and how much time they're spending in async and achieve a better balance that lets people have time to focus on deep work in addition to having time to develop connections with their coworkers. And so you mentioned uh, a fine balance between synchronous and asynchronous. How, what what um, tips would you recommend as far as um, advising leaders on, on making sure that team members are... Um, are on board as far as both in both synchronous and async. Yeah, I think leaders first should evaluate what is happening in their team. So one way to do that is to look at some of the symptoms that come from an imbalance. So on the imbalance of synchronous, if you have too much synchronous communication, you're possibly experiencing Zoom fatigue with too many video meetings. You might be getting interrupted all the time, feel like you have to respond to everything ASAP. Overworking and burnout might be a symptom of that. Um, Wasting time trying to find information. And then on the other side, if you are struggling with um, feeling isolated or feeling like there aren't enough opportunities to connect with team members, you're feeling disconnected from the team or from your work, that might be an indication that there's a a bit of an imbalance um, skewing toward async. So when it comes to getting team members on board, leaders should first figure out what's happening in their team and what um, issues those team members are encountering, because a shift in that balance would address those issues. Um, So the best way to get people on board with something is to demonstrate an immediate benefit to them. So if you can tell a team member that we're going to reduce your meeting time by 25% on a weekly basis, um, so that way you have time to focus on deep work and get your work done, that is going to be a, a very compelling incentive uh, for team members to get on board with practicing more async. So let's talk a little bit about async collaboration versus async independence. Can you tell us the difference between the two of these and elaborate on what techniques you feel are important when managing either initiative? Um, Sure. Can you explain um, what you mean by async independence? So async independence is more of I'm I'm sitting here in my office space, you're over there in your office space, and I'm going through all my emails, uh, like you mentioned a little while ago. And, and so I'm just trying to manage maybe all the communications coming into me all at once. But then you've got async collaboration where maybe you and I are actually talking um, in a collaborative collaborative project or, um, you know, where we both are trying to meet the same goals. So independent is me just sitting here uh, working through my workday independently and, um, you know, shooting off emails or maybe to somebody else that might be in my team um, that I need to finish up some some uh, last minute projects or how do I uh, incorporate the, the collaboration part of that asynchronously? Sure. So are you asking about the difference in how to enable the both of those or? Okay. Yeah. Where's the balance between those? Got it. Yeah. So um, 
We like to say that asynchronous communication empowers autonomy. So autonomous work or being able to work autonomously is that concept of being able to work on your own, on your own schedule, and getting your work done without those confines of a set schedule or predetermined um, synchronous times where you have to be um, online or connecting with team members at the same time. And then, um, collaboration is when there's a predetermined task and more than one person is involved in accomplishing that task together. And for both of those, um, autonomy or autonomous work, independent work and collaborative work, the trick, I guess it's not a trick. It's just, you know, a, proven practice is to establish expectations. So for independent work, establishing expectations for communication, as well as um, what are the success metrics for a task or a project. And then the same holds true for any collaborative task. So setting expectations for what that end result needs to look like and what participation looks like on, um, on the part of all participants. And then uh, what are the communication methods for achieving that collaborative task? So what tools are available to help leaders eliminate time restraints due to crossover, that crossover communication that I mentioned a while back, uh, wait times, or even misinterpretations between or amongst virtual workers? So... We at Workplaceless are fairly tool agnostic, so we don't recommend specific tools, usually. Um, sometimes there are exceptions. Um, we generally recommend categories of tools, and then we also recommend policies and processes that you might think of as tools as well, um, but those that set expectations. Um, so you might think of that as a charter, for instance. So a communication charter is something that we recommend every team utilize, well, establish first and then utilize in a consistent way. And a communication charter is a documentation tool that sets clear expectations about how and when and using what tool um, communication needs to happen. And so that can eliminate time restraints, it can eliminate wait times, misinterpretations, because you've established those communication norms well in advance. And so you, especially regarding like um, response times. So setting that expectation for how quickly somebody should respond to something um, is a really just small thing that makes a really big difference in managing those um, different expectations. So once you set that expectation in writing, then it becomes an agreement. And using those agreements is one of the best ways to really unlock the power of async because you're not relying on 1,000 different interpretations of what async means. You are relying on one very explicit agreement on what async means. So I've personally been reading a lot of articles about the pros and cons of async communication and see that it can be very effective if managed correctly. And, and you just gave some pointers on that. So thank you. Um, how can remote or hybrid learner or leaders incorporate a sense of transparency when using async methods so that team members feel emotionally invested and engaged throughout the duration of a project? 
Yeah. So one of the things that leaders can do is number one, um, be, uh, forthcoming about their own process of adopting more async and, uh, recognizing that this, that these are changes, um, and reflecting a growth mindset. Um, so recognizing, for instance, if you are trying to reduce synchronous meetings, recognizing that challenge and uh, stating that challenge and being really transparent about what goes into the process of making that adjustment from a leadership perspective. Um, being very um frank about wins and misses when it comes to changing processes. Um, there is a lot that comes with changing and adopting more async practices, and it can be really challenging. Uh, and so leaders making sure that they are you know, upfront about what those challenges are and how they personally address those challenges will model that growth mindset for their own team members. Um, when it comes to making team members invested in the duration of a project with a very heavy async um, approach, constant check-ins. So I'm not talking about um, you know live conversations in terms of check-ins, but providing rituals and providing a structure for making sure that you are getting feedback from team members, um, as well as gauging their energy levels. Um, so one of the ways that we gauge energy levels internally, and one of the ways that we recommend to our clients, is to have a very simple async check-in. We do it daily. Um, so we have a daily priorities channel in Slack, and we identify our top three priorities for the day, any blockers that we have. And uh, usually we also share something good. Um, but we share that so that it's easier for team members as well as leaders to identify what blocks exist for our team members. And that way we can proactively address those blocks if there's something that we can help with, right? So if it's um, even if it's a blocker that uh, a team member has that is you know, related more to their personal life. Like they have, you know, their kids are home sick from school, for instance. Um, you know, we can't help make that child feel better, <laughs> but we can uh, provide some support if that individual needs it by saying, you know, we have this meeting scheduled this afternoon, but feel free to miss because we'll have everything documented. Um, and we know that you need to take your kid to the doctor, for instance. So that's a way um, for teams to have some transparency into what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis and also provide a little bit of insight into how team members are feeling on any given day. Um, and that really provides also additional opportunities for team members to connect with one another um, regarding any and all kinds of topics. So for instance, today, is my dog's birthday, so he's 12. So I shared <laughs> shared that in my daily priorities that that was something good, and uh, then we had you know team members chime in to wish him a happy birthday. So and that's just um, something you know very very small. It took very little a little amount of time, um, but it also provided an opportunity for my team members to 
you know, celebrate something with another team member. Awesome. So you actually were talking a little bit about getting people on board and the transparency that I, I just heard you talking about being upfront with, with the people that you're working with. Are there any other ways to incorporate the async communication into the corporate culture? Because you actually mentioned several, such as the daily sharing and things like that, lots of communication. Are there any other uh, tips that you have as far as incorporating async communication into the corporate culture for those who might be a little bit hesitant? Yes. So one aspect of async is being very careful about synchronous meetings, but another, or another couple um, aspects of an async heavy or async first approach would be um, documenting everything. So documentation is one of the most powerful aspects of an async first approach because it makes um, information accessible. So instead of relying on a human being to always provide you information that you need, you instead can access a document or some other repository for information anytime you want. So you're freeing yourself, the individual searching for information because you have access to it. And then you're also freeing that other person who is the, you know, the person who held on to that knowledge. And when you free those individual players, then you give them time back and you allow them to really be autonomous in their work and they can you know, they don't have to stop what they're doing to wait for information. Um, and so, I mean, two of, two of the main things that we talk about when we first talk with organizations who are looking to adopt more async is to assess, you know, where they are documenting information and whether they have a single source of truth um, and also what their meeting culture is like. Because often those are the two avenues that really... Um, you know, small changes can make a huge impact. So for instance, documenting just meeting notes and meeting minutes and making sure that in addition to documenting decisions in those meeting notes, they those decisions are documented as well or linked in a, a single source of truth so that somebody doesn't have to comb through you know, 20 different sets of meeting minutes to find that one decision that they had talked about three months ago. Instead of doing that, it's incorporated into a single source of truth so that anybody would be able to reference it, not just the people who had been at the meeting and vaguely recall that discussion happening. So I want to just switch gears a little bit regarding how people were really put into virtual work, the virtual work setting uh, a little bit unexpectedly. Some embrace this environment today and some really can't wait to get back to the traditional office setting. And this does not always include just the workers. It could be the business themselves. So it goes back to the adaptability and certain awareness of what's going on around us right now, what's happening environmentally. And what final thoughts can you offer to leaders that will produce both organizational and employee buy-in to the virtual workspace, but in particular, async communication? So as employees demand greater flexibility, so you mentioned, um, you know, some people want to go back to the office and some people want to stay remote. And I think it's 
easy right now for us to think that there's going to be just two camps, you know, those who want to just be in the office and those who want to be remote. But my prediction is that it's going to be a lot more complex than that. We're going to have people who want to be in the office four days a week, but still want to be able to work from home one day a week so that they have that flexibility. We're going to have people who want to be remote almost all the time, but still want to be able to hot desk at their headquarters you know, once every couple of months so that they can see their colleagues. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot more complex than just some people want to be remote and some people want to be in office. Um, so employees are going to increasingly demand that flexibility. And in addition to location flexibility, we're going to see an increase in people demanding schedule flexibility. So for instance, um, caregivers. Um, they might want to get work done early in the morning before um, everyone else in their household wakes up, or they might want to get work done after everybody has gone to bed or while they're out at some you know, regular outing. And so getting work done during those hours needs to be available to those individual employees instead of having to be at their desk, wherever their desk is, from nine to five. So that schedule flexibility is going to be increasingly important. And in order to enable that flexibility, both on the location and schedule side, Async communication is the only way that you're going to be able to maintain business continuity. Because if you have a set of team members that has very extreme schedule flexibility, you also have a set of team members that are not in the office, you have a set of team members that are in the office, it is going to be very challenging to get everyone in the same virtual or physical room on a regular basis. And so leaders really have to explore alternative ways of getting work done, or else they're not going to be able to provide that, that flexibility that employees are going to be demanding. Well, Tammy, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today about why and how leaders need async in their virtual workspace. If you have any additional thoughts that we have not discussed, feel free to go ahead and tell our listeners. I would just say that We've all been working async and sync forever, and it is not as scary as it may seem, especially because I want to stress that um, there's no need to go fully extreme on the only async side. So um, there are many remote first organizations that skew very, very heavily on async, and it really works for those teams because they have... Um, really been pioneers in remote first ways of working. But I would say that not every organization is going to be able to follow the same format and you have to do what works well for your team. That's why it's about finding balance. Um, but it doesn't have to be all async all the time, just like it shouldn't be all sync all the time. There needs to be a balance of people being able to connect with one another, and then also having time so that they can focus and get their work done without being distracted. 
Excellent. Well, Tammy, thanks so much for joining us in support of the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations. We truly appreciate your insights, and we know that our listeners will benefit from your experience. If you would like to learn more about Tammy Bieland, you can find her on LinkedIn. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Thanks so much for having me.